Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Today's podcast, I'm excited to chat with Shelby Moore. Shelby has recently had some life transitions and has quit her job and is now full-time in her business. And I'm excited to share that all with you today as we have our conversation. Shelby is a self-proclaimed multi-passionate entrepreneur and mom to two under two. In 2011, Shelby met her husband while working at Walt Disney World. They bonded over their love of entrepreneurship and all things Disney. It's precious. So shortly after that, they launched their travel planning agency where they help families plan magical vacations to Disney destinations all over the world. Shelby has also successfully launched an event planning business. She wrote a vacation planning guidebook and now coaches business owners and influencers on how to use Instagram to grow their business. Y'all, I'm excited to chat with Shelby today because we're going to go through a lot of the behind the scenes of how she structures her workday as a mom and a business owner, how life has changed recently, and what has got her excited. And if you stay until the end today, you're going to get an incredible Instagram growth hack that you can use right now to get engagement, to begin engaging with your audience, and grow your followers. So stay tuned to today's episode. Hey, Shelby, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Will you dive in real quick and just let everybody know how, who you are and how you got your start online in this crazy online world? Oh my goodness. Well, if I gave you the full story, we'd be here for hours. <laughs> um, but basically, I've always known that I wanted to be some form of an entrepreneur. I've always been very driven in forming my own businesses. I remember in school, I was like in middle school and was buying candles from the Dollar Tree and was like decorating them and selling them at middle school. So I've always been very like driven to develop my own business. So um, I actually interned at uh, Walt Disney World in college where I met my husband. We ended up moving to Michigan and then I ended up launching my own event planning business, um, ran a couple of different like social media accounts for some businesses that I was working for. I have this crazy thing where I just work multiple jobs all the time. Um, so still, still does it guys. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So true. So that kind of like spiraled into event and travel planning because people were having me plan their Disney vacations. And then I started planning honeymoons. And then it was just like one thing after another. And then I was training people on how to do that. And then that turned into a social media marketing business in some crazy world that just pivoted and pivoted and pivoted. And so now I still train people to become travel agents. Um, but I mainly focus on Instagram strategy for small businesses and entrepreneurs and just working with them on how to take their business plan and transition that into social media and to kind of help convert their followers into paying customers. So it's a, it's a long journey to get where I am, but I'm pretty happy with where I landed. So I love it. And you're always evolving too, which always, you know, when you and I first met, like one of the things I loved was you're multi-passionate, you're unapologetic about that. Um, and I think a lot of us women, we are kind of multi-passionate. Most of us are. And mm -hmm. I love how you've embraced that. You've never really shut one thing down or one part of you, um, to fully focus on something. And I love that you've 
just how you've kind of blended all of them. So was there ever, as you brought on something new, was there ever anything you had to do to the other passions or businesses in order to make sure they sustained while you focused on a new thing? Yes. And it has not always been easy. And my husband thinks I'm a crazy person. He has finally accepted the fact like, this is who I am. This is how I function. I am not happy by focusing on one thing, the way that my brain works. Like I enjoy having multiple projects um, and I'd like to be able to jump from one thing to the other. I have learned over the years on how to make sure that I am still getting things done and not leaving projects unfinished. Um, but it, whenever I transition from one project to the next, I do have to force myself to make sure that this project or this business is in a place where it can be like self-sustainable for an amount of time where I can go and launch this and then come back and check on it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, I have not always been successful at that, but I think the, all the failures that I have had of like letting things kind of fall down, like fall off. And I mean, there've been moments where I am a stickler for customer service and I have like, I've dropped the ball on things because I have been so multi-passionate and a lot of people multi-passion people have a tendency to be a little scatterbrained because we are juggling so many different projects. So it took me a few years to be able to really truly own it and be able to say like, I am multi-passionate. I love having multiple businesses and multiple different projects going on. But in the beginning, it definitely was a struggle. And people saw me as more of like a scatterbrained person that didn't finish what she said she was going to do because I was always moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So it took, does, it took a lot of time. So how does that translate? Like when you were on social media, have you found any trickiness when it comes to like messaging and promoting those different businesses? How do you balance that? Oh, absolutely. And honestly, for my own personal brand, it is still a struggle because I am pivoting all the time. Um, so I just... For me personally, I just go with it. Like today, if I'm focusing on my Instagram clients, and I've tried to break it down towards by week. So like this week has been all about like either like motivation or Instagram uh, tips. Um, And then if next week I'm wanting to focus on maybe educating my audience about my travel planning things, then I will, you know, integrate that into my daily posting so that it's consistent at least for that week before I pivot into the next thing. Um, I have found that like throwing out Instagram, then travel, then my, just me being a mompreneur and then my family and people are like, what is happening? This girl's all over the place. So I've learned to do it in like segments, like three to five posts, breaking it down about the same topic in some way being about the same topic, whether it be business related, Instagram related, travel related, things like that, just so that my audience doesn't feel so like, you're overwhelming me with all of your things. Who are um, you today? <laughs> exactly. No, but I so I, relate to this because like I'll do, I'll, I'll show about my elderberry syrup that I'm making on Instagram stories or something. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to be a health expert. I'm not sitting here like promoing this mm-hmm. thing. I'm just showing you what I'm doing. And it's very random. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I've learned that I have to jump into my stories often, like every couple of weeks. And I'll say like, do you know what I do? And a lot of times they will message me or if I put like a little poll on the Instagram, people will be like, no, we don't know what you do. So I'm like, <laughs> great. Let me tell you. So like job number one, job number two, like these are the things that I do. And they're like, oh, okay. And typically like a lot of my clients don't even really find me through Instagram. It's more of 
where I get referrals from people who follow me on Instagram. So that's kind of how I use Instagram to like leverage my community. Um, but yeah, being, being multi-passionate is definitely hard. It makes, um, you know, your business strategy hard. I've learned to, yes, I'm a personal brand because I am me, but each segment of my business has its own business strategy. And I've learned to like break that down and then figure out how I'm going to implement each strategy into my social media. And that helps me really kind of narrow down how to like get the message across to my audience. Where in the past, I was like, okay, today I'm thinking about Instagram. Today I'm thinking about travel. Today I'm thinking about maybe I want to do a workshop. Maybe I want to do a styled shoot. I think I really want to do another event planning. But like I was all over the place. And a lot of people, my, my family still isn't like, fully percent even understand what I do because I don't tell them anymore because like I have done, I mean, I did my event planning business. I also coordinated with a lot of creative entrepreneurs and I helped them do styled shoots. So we would Mm -hmm. do these like huge elaborate wedding styled shoots. And then we would enter those into hopefully being published in publications. So I went from that to travel planning to Disney stuff to Instagram. So I just don't even tell my family stuff anymore because they think I'm a crazy person. (laughs) So, yeah. So I want to dive into now kind of your, the journey you've been on with life right now. So tell everybody how old your kids are. um, And then tell us about just how life was after you had your, your 10 month old. Yes. Okay. So I, um, I have a two-year-old. She just turned two in October. And then I had my son in February. So my kids are 15 months apart. And whenever I had Ella, I did stay home with her. And then whenever she was nine months old, I found out I was pregnant with Finn. Um, And during that nine months prior to me finding I was pregnant again, I was really trying to launch my business or launch. So I think at that point, I was really kind of spinning my wheels to figure out what kind of business I could run from home and still be home with my kids because I had to quit the event planning business because of having Ella due to I couldn't spend 15 hour days at events anymore. So I I was trying to, you know, I tried the blogging thing. I tried the influencer thing. I tried doing affiliate marketing. I mean, oh my gosh, I I did so many things and took so many courses and all of this stuff. And then I found out I was pregnant with Finn whenever she was nine months old. And I just went into like panic mode. Like I've got to get this together because if I don't, I'm going to have to go back to work. If I do not make this work right now, like before I have this next baby, I'm going to have to go back to work. It's going to happen. So I ended up um, creating a planning guide for my travel agency. So I, it was like a planning guide to help families plan their Disney vacations. I spent hours, weeks building that, um, and then launched it to like no audience because I didn't take time to build that. I didn't use my social media skills that I know to work in my own business. So that kind of was a flop. Um, and then I just kind of went, it had Finn, he came a little bit early. I went into like a little bit of a depression. I have major anxiety that I, I know how to manage for myself, but it was after having, I mean, two kids under the age of two, I was stressed with finances because I didn't know what I was doing in my business. My husband, you know, was the only one paying our income and it was like, okay, now we have two kids. So now what am I going to do? So there was a lot of pressure. It was a lot going on, you know, trying to juggle. I felt guilty whenever I was working. I felt guilty whenever I was with the kids. I felt guilty doing housework. Everything was just like a trigger for me. So we decided after he was two months old, like one, financially, I have to go back to work. Two, 
I cannot get my head clear enough to be able to even work on any form of my business because I'm so overwhelmed that I can't focus. So let's go back to work, see how that feels. And I love working. So I really didn't mind the idea. It was more of just leaving my kids that I didn't want to do. So my mother-in-law ended up watching my kids. I went back to work and I was a um, group sales manager at a boutique hotel and I loved it. It was great. But what was really crazy about it was that while I had to work that nine to five thirty, and that took such a big chunk of my time away from my family, away from my kids, it forced me to become so structured with my time. And it also gave me like the two hours in the car clarity, like one hour to work, one hour back of just being able to think and absorb and let my brain work and not having anyone pulling on me and not having anyone <laughs> crying in the background. And just all of that just allowed me to really realign with what I really wanted to do and kind of rebuild that structure that I so badly needed. And I honestly think so many stay at home moms or work from home moms, they kind of miss out on that structure too. It's really hard to build structure whenever you're working or staying at home with your kids. So it kind of forced me to do that. So literally my schedule would be, I wake up at six o'clock, I get, get a shower, get dressed. The, by the time the kids are up, Finn gets a bottle, Ella has to have breakfast, get them both dressed in the car, drop them off. And then I get about 45 minutes to myself in the car. I had started actually recording things. Like I would do voice memos in the car of like business ideas, things that I wanted to work on. Um, sometimes it was even like a podcast that I haven't launched yet. And I just like wanted to get some episodes recorded and I would do it in my car. Um, and then I would go and I would work from nine to five thirty. go pick up the kids, bring them home, feed them dinner. They're in bed by eight o'clock. And then from eight to midnight, every night, five days a week, I would work. Oh my um, and it sounds crazy, but like you're up those hours anyway. I wasn't really staying up any like midnight's really not that late. Like most parents are going to stay up a couple hours after the kids go to bed anyway. Yeah. So I was just using my time more intentionally. And, um, so that just kind of led me to where I am now. I actually quit my job. This is my third week. I quit my job. Technically this should have been my first week without working, but this is my second week without working because they let me go after I told them that I wanted to quit my job. They sent me home, which honestly was a blessing in disguise. Cause I got to spend instead of working the Thanksgiving holiday, I got to be home with my family. So it was amazing. So I've now quit that job. What led me to that is that my kids needed me more. Ella is needing a little bit more hands-on. She's a little delayed in speech and things like that. And I was just really feeling that pull of like, okay, I need to come back into the picture and make sure I'm taking care of them and getting them to therapy. But also during that seven months that I was at my nine to five job and I was working those five days a week whenever I got home, I was able to build my business to where now that I'm off work, like now that I no longer work, I've been able to grow even more. Like I was at the point where my nine to five was holding me back. So it was kind of a merge of a lot of circumstances. And so I quit my job and then it has just been kind of a crazy whirlwind ever since. So that is my long-winded explanation of what's happening in my life right now. 
Lots, lots is happening. Um, so tell me now what the structure looks like. You told us kind of what business, how you fit it in when you were working. So how have you structured it now that you're home? Right. So I, part of like my high anxiety was knowing that if I were going to go back to stay at home, I would have to have a very structured day. So while every day I'm not able to actually follow what I want to do, um, I have my I use Trello to organize all of my things. I took a course and really got that organized and automated where I can like speak into my phone. I have an Alexa here at the house. So if I'm like walking around with the kids, I can like speak to Alexa and she can put things on my to-do list. But the way that my day works is I still wake up about 30 minutes before the kids do so that I have time to get up and get dressed. And I put makeup on every day, even if I'm not leaving the house. I used to never do that. I would go a couple of days without taking showers. Um, But I get up, I get dressed and I'm like, okay, I'm working today. Today, my job's of being a mom and running my business. So in the mornings, I'm with the kids. We do breakfast. We have playtime in the living room. And then we do snack time and they take naps. During naps is whenever I catch up on my emails, any urgent things that like I can do within a quick hour. Um, You know, if it's a quick phone call to a client or a quick phone call to um, one of my travel agents that I'm training, like I make sure I prioritize each night before the next day, what I'm going to do during that nap time segment. And then once they're up, we're back at it with doing mom duties. I, you know, do lunch with them. We go to a different side of the house. We'll leave the house to go do an activity. I make sure that I'm fully focused on like what we're doing arts and crafts, like whatever job I'm supposed to be doing in that segment of the day, I make sure that I'm fully focused on that because I used to spread myself thin and try to answer an email while my daughter's painting at the kitchen table and the paint would end up everywhere. I'd be frustrated and I'm like in the middle of an email and I'm not done. It was, I was spreading myself too thin. Hey, just wanted to pop in real quick and tell you that Shelby is pretty much an Instagram expert. No, I'm just kidding. She is. And here's the thing. Her and I both are obsessed with Instagram and the Instagram DMs. So take a moment right now, screenshot your phone and post that to your Instagram story and tag Shelby and myself. Shelby is Instagram handle S-H-E-L-B-I dot more. And I am at Katie Fleming. We cannot wait to connect with you guys in the DMs and get to know more about why you love this episode. And also, I'm pretty obsessed with resharing your stories on my Instagram profile. Okay, back to the show. So now it's like I make sure I'm extremely intentional with my time. So um, we do projects in the afternoon after nap time and then bath time, dinner time, bedtime. And then once they're in bed, my like hardcore work hours are still eight to 12. So my schedule really hasn't changed that much. I just make sure that I'm like, I have to keep reminding myself, like right now your job is being a mom. What are you like, what are you doing? Do not open the computer. Do not check your phone. Like right now, like your job on the calendar, it says you have like, you're with kids right now. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and it's hard, like you have to keep reminding yourself because you want to check your phone. You want to network with people. You want to be messaging people. You want to check Instagram. You want to check your emails. Like it is, it is a daily struggle to make sure that I'm staying structured, but honestly, my sanity, I'm in such a better place now than whenever I was staying home with my kids prior to going back to work. Yeah. And again, it's a daily struggle. So every night before I go to bed, No matter how tired I am, I have to open up my Trello 
and I organize my next day by time, certain appointment times, things like that, projects that I want to get done, I make sure that my next day is fully organized and ready to go so that whenever I wake up in the next morning, I check it really quick, remind myself what I want to do, and I just get to work and make sure that I stay busy. I also have learned that like it's okay to rest. It's okay to like have a moment for your brain to just like reset. But if you working from home, you have a tendency to do a lot of sitting and do a lot of just like, you'll kind of get into sometimes a lazy mode and it even makes you feel like, Oh, like you don't want, you don't feel like working. You don't feel like doing anything. You're just laying around with the kids and then you're not motivated. So I've learned like keeping myself going. Like I talk fast, I move fast, like (laughs) keep yourself going. So you keep that your brain moving constantly so that whenever they do go to bed, you're not shutting down. You're still wired and ready to work. That's, that was another big thing for me because after Finn was born, I was exhausted. Like I, if they went to bed at eight o'clock, I went to bed at eight o'clock. I was so tired all the time. And I just learned like, it's because I kept telling myself that I'm tired. Like, yes, I was actually tired, but a mixture of that was like mental things. Like I was telling myself I was tired. I was telling myself I had a lot to do and I was just overwhelmed and shutting down. But now it's like, I know what my schedule is. I have a clear idea of how my day is supposed to go. And I keep myself moving throughout the day so that whenever the kids go to bed, like I'm still ready to move. I still have the energy and I'm still motivated to get things done because I've already been telling myself since the night before, these are the projects you have to do before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. It's all a mental game. Honestly, that's all it has been. I love them and interrupt you a little bit. I love the plan. Um, plan the night before. I'm a huge advocate of that too. But the question I'm, I have in my head, and I think a lot of people listening might be questioning too, is, is, Hey, we've got husbands too. How do we, how do I grow my business? I put the kids down. All I want to do is put the house in order and then like get to my business. But then there's this person, this other guy in our life that we've got to tend to. So how do you prioritize that? So I am extremely grateful to have a husband that like gets it. He has not always it. Honestly, before I went back to my nine to five job, we were at a point, it was a big struggle. It was, I was the cleaning the house. I was taking care of the kids. I was trying to run a business. He would go to work and come home and then like want to relax. But like as a mom, you never check out. You're never clocked out. You're always working. And I really like, I started getting a little resentful. Um, we really struggled with like communicating what our needs were. He wanted more attention. I was not giving him attention because as soon as the kids went to bed, I was working and the house was a disaster. So he's like, what does she do? Sit at home and do nothing all day, you know? So it's a lot of perception. So whenever I went back to my nine to five, he was able to see a little bit more because his two days a week, we, the way we had a structure, it was his two days a week. He had to stay home with the kids because we only had childcare three days a week and I worked for five. So the two days that he had off, he then had to switch roles and he had to stay home with them all day while I worked. He was able to gain that experience of they are crazy people. Like my children are crazy. They are a hundred percent need a hundred percent attention all the time. And the house is a disaster And he was the one that started apologizing. Like I would walk in the door and he'd go, I'm sorry, the house is a mess. But like, that's what I used to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we were able to, he now sees how much I was working then as on top of trying to grow a business. So now 
we have like his thing to me says like you just need to maintain but I will do the cleaning like if you'll just like keep it neat during the day so that like whenever I come home like I will he does the dishes he does the laundry I put away the laundry because I hate the way he puts laundry away but he at least washes it and dries it he does the dishes I place the grocery order and he goes to pick it up um we've just learned to work as a partnership. Like he knows that this business is important for us to be financially stable so that I can stay home with my kids. Yeah. He understands that he's also has now seen, it took him a while though. He didn't always see the success. And now that I've started bringing an income from it, he's supportive. And I think that that's a men thing. Like they need to see it. They don't understand our creative brains. They don't understand our multi-passionate desires. So they need to see it. So once I was able to finally start bringing in a paycheck with that, he goes, okay, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So it's a struggle. It was really hard in the beginning, but we found a way to like make it more of a partnership and we each have roles and we kind of stick to that. And a lot of times he'll remind me, that's not your job. That's my job. You need to go get your work done. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we approach our relationship very similar to my husband and I, like he's got his own businesses. So that would be, if I was working, I don't work eight to midnight, but if I was like, he's doing his thing and we have, we definitely make sure to have like date times where we're at home, like hanging out together. So Mm -hmm. I kind of love how you've structured that. And I think we're kind of similar in that sense, but take me through a little bit about, um, what part of your different businesses, which one are you super excited about right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Honestly, it's not one thing. So both businesses, my travel agency and my Instagram strategy are in completely different places, um, but they're both very exciting. So with the travel agency, I was a travel agent myself for seven years and I recently pivoted from being the agent to being the trainer. So I'm like the agency I run the agency and I recruit new agents and I train them to basically start their own business. So the coaching in me, like I absolutely love coaching people and mentoring people. So that has really, is that a recent change? Yes. Um, it was kind of one of those, like, while I was at my nine to five, my husband was like, why don't you just do that? Because I was spending so much time helping my one-on-one clients but his business brain was like, why don't you just train the agents to work with your clients and to also bring in their own clients. And we are just like the owner, the agency owner, and we train them. So anyway, it has been amazing. We right now have a 10 agents on our team and we just, they just started in September. So it's still fairly new. They're all in training. So the coaching with them, I do like coaching with them once a week. Um, that has been so much fun for me. It's just been a really fun outlet because I know all the information. It's not really taking me any additional work other than whenever I get to jump on and chat with them and just share my knowledge. So that's been really fun. The Instagram strategy is in a place like my business with that. Um, I have monthly clients that I work with where I, um, run their Instagram accounts fully. There are some people who I just do engagement for, like I just jump into their account daily and do a little bit of engagement. And then I'm actually working on like a course that has literally been in my brain for months. I just haven't found the time to actually create it, but I'm sitting down and creating a video course where I basically am going to coach businesses through maintaining their own account. I think a lot of people, the people who I relate to are the people that can't really afford the monthly services, but they want to know how to run their account. So Mm -hmm. I'm working on doing a, 
a coaching like course that teaches them what they need to know. And this is not your basic Instagram course. I've taken so many and so many courses out there are so fluffy. Like they are full of stuff that like does not help you. It's not the actual, like, it's not the actual strategies that they're even using. It's really funny because I even have this like one particular strategy that I use and I know that this other person is doing it too because we're actually in a group together, but she tells her people that she doesn't do that. She coach the people that she's coaching whenever she does her webinars, she's telling them that she doesn't do this, but I'm like, I'm watching you and we're literally in the same group together. You don't have to lie. Like, it's just, I have this frustration with the industry right now of people are selling courses and selling services, but they're not willing to actually do what actually needs to be done. They're selling what sounds good Mm -hmm. and they're like teaching what sounds good, but it's not what's actually working. So I'm thinking that's kind of where my course is going to really, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about kind of like dropping this bombshell of Okay, so this is what all these experts are actually doing, and this is what actually is working. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been something I've been working on, and hopefully that will be ready by the beginning of 2019. Yeah, and does the strategy, like have you been doing that particular strategy a long time, or does it change frequently? It changes all the time because Instagram changes often, and every business, it, the reason why Instagram is so overwhelming is because every type of business honestly needs its own strategy. Yeah. That's why I even started doing kind of like one-on-one sessions with businesses to help them understand what their needs are. But the, the frustrating part for people is like, they're all wanting to grow. So at the beginning, I really want to dig in with my clients to teach them the mindset that they need to have prior to growing the big account. There's a lot of things that need to be in place and ready to go before you try to get to 10,000 followers or even to a hundred followers. Yeah. But then once we pivot into that growing portion, there are strategies out there that people tell you to do such as engage. You need to go like comment, you know, all of these people use hashtags, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's the basics. And they say, just keep doing that and your account's going to grow. It will, but like, not really. It's not going to grow as quickly as these experts are saying, I grew 10,000 followers in a month. And all I did was this. They're not telling you the truth. They did engage, but they used other tools to do that. They used other strategies to do that. So like the base of it, they're all, everyone out there is teaching you the very base level things. Um, well, and, and in my brain, it's like that might've worked when Instagram was first out or when the algorithm was this way, but I mean, what they did to get where they're at is not necessarily going to work now. And I think, I think it's, it's the same with business strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's why I created my course in the way I did very similar to what you're saying. I don't want to tell you, this is the strategy you need to employ this. Mm -hmm. I want to say, here's kind of the big framework fit mm-hmm. your unique puzzle pieces in it to create your unique success story your yes. unique strategy because exactly. that when you make it so tailor-made for just you your business your personality your results are going to be exponentially better absolutely I wish so badly that so many people understood that you know like you said not only for social media but just in their business as general like you there is not one formula There is not one set of guidelines to follow that's going to get you there. Every person is different. Every business is different. Every Instagram account is different. It is, you use these basic tools and how do we use those to work for your business and your personality? 
So yeah, yeah exactly what you said. I love that so much. And I think that it's- and I love really that you're- see that. I love that you're focusing on the mindset portion of it too, because I mean, that's huge with my coaching is just empowering the, the mom to know you've got everything you need to like make this happen. Let's tune into you, who you are and what specifically you can do to like enhance a strategy I use or how can you yes. make it your own or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And I mean, and I'll be completely honest, like my goal is not to get you to 10,000 followers. That's like on the very bottom of my list. My it's goal- It's not magic anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. My goal is to get you to show up for your business the right way. My goal is to turn those followers that you already have into paying customers. How do we build on that? How do we grow a community? Once you have all of that in place and you already have a very strong account, no matter how many followers, no matter if you only have 200 followers, I want you to be a strong account and then we'll work on adding more followers to that. But if you don't have a clear strategy in place and you're just adding people, they're going to leave as quickly as they show up because you're not delivering what they want to see. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's with business too. Like you have to have a clear strategy in place before you can just start like throwing out offers to the wind and hope for one of them stick because I've done that and it doesn't work. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I love it. And <laughs> 10,000, I mean, 10,000 selling 10,000 followers, selling like the roadmap to Instagram. It's sexy. It sounds amazing. Yes. But um, there is no magic in 10,000 followers. Like, nope. Mm -mm. Honestly, like if I could just tell anybody listening, just, just go utilize the DMs mm -hmm. more than you would utilize a swipe up because it's more powerful that way. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. This is why we are online friends. Yes, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> and I get your multi-passionate self. I love it. <laughs> well, okay. So let's go on into the last four questions we ask every mom on the show. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Perfect. All right. So what is one mom and business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business well? Mm, I think my new one is one that I kind of mentioned earlier is the Trello thing. Like I can literally be cooking dinner and say like, Alexa, add this, this, and this to my to-do list. And like that helps me be able to like multitask a little bit more. Um, so that's been like my new tool that I'm obsessed with. I have it synced to everything possible so that I can be with my kids. I can be in the car and I can just start talking to Siri. Siri's connected to Trello. So Siri adds things to Trello for me. So that helps me multitask so I can be focused and not be running to my computer all the time to like type things in. Yeah. So that's right now that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're in my community, you know, I'm a big fan of like a brain dump, putting all these ideas in yes. one place. And then weekly we go through and assimilate it and get it into our plan. That way it doesn't de derail us. As we multi-passionate women have so many ideas for so many businesses coming into our mind, it's good to just have a way that we kind of flush out all of that information. Yes. So. It helps me focus being able to just get it out of my head in that moment. And then mm -hmm. I don't have to think about it again until I sit down to do that brainstorming session for the week. So I love it. So smart. Yep. What is your favorite app system or software you'd recommend right now? Oh my gosh. Um, I use Planoly for Instagram. Um, that helps me so much with just creating content, scheduling things out so I don't have to come back and look at it. Buffer I use for my Facebook groups um, to keep things posted there. So those are two apps that I have to have on my phone 24-7. Um, and then Trello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we think we know this one. 
Uh, yeah, so Planoly, Buffer, and Trello, they're all on my phone um, so that if I need to jump in, I can. Um, but, oh, and then Zoom because I can, like, jump on a chat if I'm not in front of my computer. If I'm running my kids to the gym and they're off playing with their instructor and I need to take a client call, we can jump on a Zoom chat from my phone. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, love how, using tools that can sync with your desktop and your phone. I love it. Yeah. That is why I will probably never leave Mac unless I leave iPhone because I just love that they all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I It's funny. We were, my husband was at the laptop and I was at the desktop and he's pasting something in a spreadsheet. He's like, did you just write? And he read my Instagram caption I was trying to post. And I was like, yeah, that's weird. And I didn't realize that when you copy something on one computer and you paste something on another, they talk to each other. They do. It's so funny. I love it though. (laughs) Well, what is the best book you've read? And then what's one you're looking forward to reading soon? Okay. So one that a friend just gave me is called I Am Her Tribe. And it's by Danielle Dobie. And I could totally be butchering her name. (laughs) I'm trying to just picture it in my head. But the book is called I Am Her Tribe. And it's a book of like poems, but they're all very like based around mindset, pivoting your mindset to be in more of a positive light, just reaching like for your goals. And it's crazy because it's one of those books, like every page, you you can just read one page really quickly. You don't have to sit and read the whole book. So my friend challenged me to just open up a page every day and like read a section of it. And every single one of them like speak to me. It's so crazy. Like every single one of them, you can find a way to put it into your life, whether it be a challenge that you want to do that day, whether it just be feeling more connected to who you are as a person. It's, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. And I, this is, I literally have had it for a week. So that's That's my obsession. I am her tribe and I'm, I'm pretty sure her name is Danielle Dobie. I could, again, I could be wrong, but go with it. (laughs) Go Google it later. And then what's next up on, in your queue? Have you, do you have anything on that list? I don't. I used to be a huge avid reader and then I had children and I didn't. Um, I am more into like podcasts. So I listen to a ton of podcasts. I am trying to get onto like the audio book situation. I recently finally listened to Girl Wash Your Face because everyone in the world seems to have read that book. So I jumped on that bandwagon and listened to that one and realized like, okay, listening to books is actually not that bad. So I don't have anything on my list. So if you or anyone else has any suggestions, I would love to hear them. Well, if we're talking audible, my favorite one to listen to is um, Five Second Rule. Anything, Mel Robbins, she reads her own stuff. If the author reads it to me, I really like it. Yes, I like that feature too. That's really cool. Rachel's was good because she read it. It was good. Very entertaining. Yes, very entertaining. Okay. Um, and then if you've never read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, it, that's really good too. So I have that book. It sits on my bedside table and I never read it. So maybe I should just get the Audible one so that entertaining. I will actually like retain some information. because Just wear headphones I- when you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've read a couple of pages and I was like, yeah, so that makes sense. But no, maybe I'll listen to that one and actually get through it because everyone says that's a really good one. It is good. Yep. Those are my recommendations. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the show. And why don't you end off today's show with just one quick little Instagram hack for us? Oh my gosh. Just one. Just one. (laughs) Okay. So 
to grow your engagement right now today, what I would say do is go into find a competitor, go into their followers, and then click on each follower profile and like and comment on a few of those pictures for each follower of your competitor. And that's going to attract possibly new followers and a new community over to your page. Brilliant. I hope you gals listening to this today go do that. Follow Shelby. Shelby, tell everybody where we can connect with you. We need to know. Well, Instagram is obviously my place. You can find me at Shelby.more on Instagram. And my name is spelled with an I. So S-H-E-L-B-I dot more. And that's where I am. You can meet me there. Perfect. Well, yeah, screenshot today's show. Tag us on our Instagram stories, both of us. We would love to connect with you in the DMs. I know it's Shelby's favorite just as much as it is mine. And I would love to hear all of your ahas that you've had from today's episode. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I know you absolutely loved it. But hey, I wanted to tell you about the free class that I'm hosting called How to Make Your First 1K Online Without Sacrificing Your Family Life. So if you're wondering, can I really build a business that brings in enough money to make life sweet and still be there for my family and take care of my kids? The answer is yes. And this class is going to show you exactly the framework you can apply to your life, your specific situations, your skills skills, and expertise to make your first 1K online and beyond. Go right now to 1kmom.com slash free. 